This episode of the Ottawa Entrepreneurs Podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They act as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that grow your business. For a free workshop, email them at workshop at extensionmarketing.com. Now here's your host, Pat Whalen. On this episode of the podcast, I speak to the founder and CEO of PIBCI, a cloud-based software company. We spent some time talking about why he started the business and the need that he saw in the industry that his company now fulfills. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Hanny. I'm the founder and CEO of Tradergram. I'm happy to be here with Auto Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thanks, Hanny, for coming on the show. Appreciate it. My pleasure. For our listeners that uh, may not have heard of you, can you tell us a bit about, and i got to look at my notes here, P-I-B-C-I and, and what that stands for and, and what that business is all about, please? Uh, it's, uh, it's The name of the company is uh, Platinum Integrated Business Connections. And uh, the reason of uh, this name is that when it was established, it was uh, established on uh, the concept of building uh, solid uh, business connections uh, uh, between different companies, okay. uh, in, internally and uh, globally. And and how old is the business? Uh, it started in uh, two thousand nine. Congratulations! You're, you. you're past that 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 first kind of yeah. two or three year mark. <laughs> That's what, right. Uh, and did you start off? Were you just were you doing it just by yourself initially? Or yeah, I started this by myself. Uh, it was uh, actually uh, related to my previous experiences in business, uh, which was in uh, dry food trading, mm. dry dried food and. Uh, uh, Canada is known for uh, producing a lot of uh, very uh, valuable uh, uh, pulses and grains, and there's a lot of demand for uh, their products. So uh, I started working as uh, mainly uh, like a purchasing agent or procurement uh, specialist uh, for companies abroad uh, to help them uh, um, like procured products, uh, Canadian products. Hmm. So, and how long were you doing that before you started the business? Uh, before that, I, I was uh, managing another business, uh, other businesses actually, and uh, like through management, uh, managing businesses uh, or managing these businesses, uh, I've had a lot of experience in supply chain management and uh, particularly in procurement. Uh, it's always been an you know a very difficult part in any business I managed, and um, solutions that were available uh, were not uh, were mainly focused on uh, uh, large enterprises. They were very expensive and uh, kind of complicated to implement. So it's it was only uh, meant or targ- it was targeting uh, large enterprises. Okay. So did you kind of scratch your own itch, so to speak, that you saw you saw a need for this and you said, you know what, I, I no one else is doing this or no one's doing as well as I could? And, and is that how this business started for you? Yeah, well, when I started, as I said, you know, I started as working um, uh, in procurement, uh, trying to uh, work as a purchasing agent for other companies. Um as I was doing that, I realized how difficult it's been uh, to like um, really maintain good communication between like the side that makes the orders 
and the suppliers, you know. Uh, it's always, there's a lot of information flow flowing uh, on both sides. And um, some of these, inf this information is extremely sensitive that could like cost either party uh, hundreds of thousands uh, of dollars. Wow. Uh, and it was very easy to make mistakes, you know. No, I didn't say that. Yes, you said that. Uh, that's a very common thing. And when trying to find where it was said, then you have to go and search emails, messages, phones, you know, right, so many right. different tools that uh, we used in communication. And uh, still, there was uh, like... It's, it was always, uh, you know, uh, open for disputes, you know. So I started, like after three years of opening the business, I started looking for a system that I can use, <coughs> excuse me, mm -hmm. uh, that I can use to facilitate this communication and have everything documented, you know, to avoid these issues. When I started looking, I came back to the issue that I had in my previous businesses, which was that all what was available uh, was pretty costly and pretty complicated to implement. So um, I started like working out something simple, um, like um, to make a simple program for that. But uh, uh, like I had to add more and more and more to make it like as it's as to to make it work the way it's supposed to work and i came out it came out as a software and uh, here i am now in the software business <laughs> i realized that there is like a, a good demand for it companies wanted this software so uh, we started making it available for them uh, on uh, the cloud uh, at uh, reasonably uh, affordable uh, fees. They can subscribe, pay monthly or yearly hmm. uh, based on the number of users. So it's scalable. You can start with an, a free account or you can scale up to like 100 users or more. So, so Hanny, take, take me through this and pardon my, my ignorance here, but basically what you've created is a, is a tool that, that both parties use, correct? Right. As they're going through this process, and it's a way to make sure that whatever is uh, promised is delivered. Is that am I oversimplifying it? Exactly. Okay. No, it, it, it's basically that's the basic uh, requirement. But uh, if you want to go deeper, uh, we can say that um, uh, it it should like basically when we try to uh, talk about what it does, it's kind of like you need to uh, understand what the company's requirement to explain to them like how this works for them. For example, uh, some of our customers, they have um, the, uh, the orders, the internal orders, which are referred to as requisitions, basically. Um, so people around the company, they make internal orders and they want a way to see that these orders has been already placed with suppliers or not, and if they've been delivered or not, and when are they going to be delivered. So 
they would like a tool to see that their orders are being processed, you know. Um, at the same time, um, buyers who receive these orders uh, to communicate with suppliers, sometimes they need to have better understanding of what this person wants, you know. So you order a computer, okay, um, sometimes the buyer needs to understand what type of computer, different details, you know, before they start communicating with suppliers and placing orders. This is another thing that, you know, the communication part uh, comes handy. Um, when they, when buyers communicate with suppliers, they also sometimes need to like have um, a flow of communication between on one side between them and their internal team and the other side between them and their suppliers okay mm -hmm. third is when people who receive the, these items or services um, they want these people who receive them they want information okay about what they should expect you know so it's always an issue for them, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm receiving a product or a service that I don't know much of. I have question about it, you know, uh, or I want to communicate that I found some issues with this delivery. So again, another part where communication comes pretty handy. Uh, one more side is accounting. Now, uh, when accounting, they receive an invoice or a bill from their suppliers. They want to know if this has been ordered or not. Maybe some backup. Like, has right, it been right. received or not? Right. You know, so usually they start like going back and forth, trying to understand what is this bill about. And uh, in most cases, you know, it, it's uh, I found some uh, in some companies, you know, accountants like they're going crazy, you know. Every time I get a bill, I have to start running around trying to understand where, where does this come from. So does your software help to solve that problem as well then? Yes, yes. Oh, fascinating. Uh, the, the last one, coming to the last one yeah, here, yeah. and that's the overall, the management, the senior management, who they want to have visibility, okay, and transparency throughout this process. So they want to see who's ordering what, and who's, how's the supplier performance? Um, are they delivering? Um, are we paying on time? You know, all of these things are important and can save uh, the company a lot of money. Um, so uh, to be able to achieve all this stuff, you know. Uh, with, they, with just one tool. Yeah, it's with, pretty with impressive. one tool and yeah. it could be very, very, uh, affordable you know it's, it's it's not something that could like be a burden to any company's budget you know it, it amazes me the entrepreneur in me looks at the product like you have and i think to myself <clears throat> you know 10 maybe 15 years ago you couldn't do a cloud there was no such thing as a cloud-based so think think, think of no. that just one you know shift in things and now there's all these cloud-based and, and and how accessible it is to absolutely to firms all absolutely. over the world you don't yeah. have to be just selling here in ottawa you know yes uh, i was on your site and it looks like you have you know companies from from all over you're you're very right um now um definitely cloud computing has uh 
made things a lot easier, more uh, uh, mobile, more flexible, more affordable to everyone in in many other uh, aspects, you know. But um, yeah, it's it's good to always like be able to utilize this technology uh, to solve our issues and mm -hmm. problems. Mm -hmm. So, so you've you've done a really good job of explaining, you know, the business itself. So, and, and you personally now. So, you know, part of what we try to do in this podcast is pass on any lessons, both you know, uh, positive things that happened that you learned from, and, and maybe some negative things too. Is there two or three lessons that you'd like to pass along to our listeners about entrepreneurship, and and maybe some things that you didn't see, you know, uh, foresee when you started that you wish you, you know, someone had told you ahead of time that hey, you mm -hmm. have to be prepared for the, these things to happen. This episode of the Ottawa Entrepreneurs Podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. Extension Marketing acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies to grow your business. Email them at workshop at extensionmarketing.com to book your free one-hour marketing consultation to grow your business. Well, usually any um, entrepreneur starts, when you start a business, you always have uh, this... Uh, feeling that it's like it's going to be the uh, next Google or Microsoft or things. Hopefully, yes, you know, but even these companies, they, they didn't make it in the first month or two or year or two, you know, they had to work very hard. Uh, uh, so the main message or the main lesson that I learned uh, has been to uh, be patient uh, and to um uh you know um not to get uh let frustration okay uh, <laughs> where were you four back. years ago yeah. when i started my company yeah, yeah. So, exa exactly yeah so yeah. just be realistic be logical you know logical in everything you do don't expect miracles you know and keep your feet on the ground you know don't fly dreaming you know it's good to be ambitious it's yeah. good to have like long-term vision but you know uh also make it balanced you know with with reality I, 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 the lesson i try to pass along and and listen I'm, I'm not necessarily saying i practice it myself i try but it's i think it's really important to keep that even keel yeah that you're gonna have really high moments and mm -hmm. not to get too high and not to get too low and and that way i think you kind of smooth out those those yeah. waves would you agree with that Oh, yes, I agree. I agree 100% with that. And uh, also, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, when you're starting up a business, you get a lot of distractions from here and there, people approaching you being a startup. And here is what we can offer. Here is what we can offer, you know. Just try to be, you know, careful with, you know, uh, not, be too open with uh, to just any advice you know mm -hmm. uh, or any offer there they're coming up you need to be careful with every thing you do more careful extra careful because you're we we always start with uh, limited resources and that's the right way to do it mm -hmm. and uh should be very careful not to spend uh or stretch ourselves too thin you know yeah. Make sure that, uh, you know, take it 
one step at a time. Don't be feel bad about being startup. You know, some startups like feel like they don't want to say it or they hide it. And I understand. Like when we started and um, started offering the software to companies, and they ask us how many customers you have. It was very hard to tell them, well, you're the first one or the second one. <laughs> it wasn't like a... That's, a, that's pretty tough. <laughs> it was very tough. But uh, being honest and uh, clear with them and, uh, you know, try to explain things, you know, you'll be surprised that uh, you'll find a lot of companies understanding and open for, like uh, to, to try new things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, at the same time, there are... Like, people are different, you know. Some people like to be uh, pioneers, you know. They like to try new things. Others, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on the other, like, extreme, uh, they, they will be the last. They usually adopt, adopt uh, new technologies when they're about to become obsolete. <laughs> right, right. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, too late. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always, uh, you're going to find both. So just don't let things um you know frustrate you yeah. and uh, let you put make get you to give up or something or give in you know? okay is there anything um any kind of you know uh, staffing lessons you've learned along the way like it's you know it's 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 challenging to find and keep good people i find is there any any lessons you've learned in that area especially i would think in your space you've got a lot of competition or, or am i not understanding that correctly um Again, like customers, uh, you'll always find uh, employees who are, you know, uh, willing and open to work with startups, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, again, you need to be open and uh, uh, clear about that, you know. Uh, not, uh, it, it's not something you, you want or you can't hide, you know. So it's better to keep everything open at the beginning. Yes, it is always difficult to acquire uh, high quality uh, employees at the beginning. They always, most of them, you know, they they think that they will have better chance working with bigger uh, corporations. I I understand that, but also small, smaller uh, organizations and startups uh, can also be a great opportunity for those who really are confident about what they do, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So um, uh, it's it's like finding a good match, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I, I often uh, I, I go back and speak at Algonquin College on a regular basis, and I speak to the graduating students, and I tell them all the same thing: if you're able to, and if you can afford it, go work for a smaller company first. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're going to learn so much more, in my opinion. You're going to learn so, so much more than you work for a large company. Here's your cubicle. You are the person. This is all you do all day is X, mm-hmm. and yeah, it may pay a little bit more in the beginning. But I would argue, long term, if you're willing to go with a smaller, a startup, or a, a smaller company where you can learn all different aspects of the business, that you're mm-hmm. more well rounded in three, four, five years. And then, if you want to move to a bigger company from there, that's fine. But right. uh, that's the advice I, I give to students if they ask me, you know, what's one thing piece of advice I would give? That's the advice that I give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's. It, uh, per, I think uh, when I find someone who is um, like willing and um, you know um, actually some of them they they want or they look for uh, uh, positions with uh, smaller organizations 
And this is a type that has uh, some entrepreneur spirit, you know, some of them, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, I, I like that, you know. It's, we, that's that's what I like about uh, this world, you know. We're not all the same, so right. you'll always find different uh, types of people, you know. And, be pretty uh, boring if we're all the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. So it's it's good to find the people who would be willingly, happily uh, working with you, you know, okay. and understand what it means, uh, you know, working with a startup or a small company. And Henny, were you always, uh, you know, you like you worked for a, a set period of time for somebody else? Like, how did the kind of entrepreneurship bug hit you? Like, at what point did you say, you know what, I want to go out on my own? Because um, it's a big, it's a, and I did the same thing, it's a big life change. Well, uh, for me, it wasn't like a big decision because this is what I did all of my life, you know. So uh, that's, I don't know, like um, when when I first, when I, after when I graduated, you know, I, I used to do a lot of work during uh, school and university. I've done a lot of work in, uh, mainly in uh, like supply chain management, you know. But then after I graduated, um, I started looking for a job. And as I was looking for a job, I started working, doing some stuff, you know, like uh, closing um, deals. Like I remember doing, uh, I was, I've become popular for some reason uh, in almonds. Like everybody was asking, uh, I started making good connections with American manufacturers, hmm. uh, American the United States was at that time, the 80s, was like starting up and becoming very popular for almonds. And uh, like I made a number of good connections there. So I started uh, placing orders uh, for almonds. Hmm. And it worked out well, so I started expanding in other stuff and how, that's how it started. Okay. So this is how... Um, and after that, I just uh, couldn't, um, didn't find the reason why to go back to yeah. find a job with this. It's interesting you say that because, you know, uh, I was re recently at a speaking engagement. Someone came up to me afterwards and said, you know, it's great all this entrepreneurship stuff, Pat, but I don't think I'm cut out to be an entrepreneur. And I said, well, hang on. Maybe you're not, in fairness, because this yeah. is not for everybody for sure. Mm -hmm. But don't just dismiss it outright without doing a bit of research. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you don't know, there may be a bit of a side to your personality that could lead you down that path. Um, you know, I, it would be really interesting if there was some some way for people to evaluate their their level of entrepreneurship before they start their own business. Because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people start and they don't succeed. And uh, yeah. you could probably see that coming if they would have been able to. But you were you were confident, right? You know, it sounds like you, you just you just saw this opportunity and you just jumped at it. Yeah, I started like this, and uh, gradually I felt comfortable doing that and expanding into it. And it was, um, I did a good job. And good. I sold my previous business at nice. a good, uh, yeah, yeah, the price. And <laughs> good. So it, it worked well for me. So uh, that's, that's great. That's all. But frankly speaking, you know, I, 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 I'm not like I wouldn't like try to convince someone to become an entrepreneur. You know. It's not something that you would want to convince anyone to do it. Uh, usually, actually, uh, real entrepreneurs, it's 
you try to convince them otherwise. It's like, mm. take it easy, try to find a job. <laughs> and he tells you that, that tells you no. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're almost out of time, and, and I know we were talking uh, before we went live about some of the work you do in the community. Can you share that with our listeners, please? Um, well, it's it's not, like, I always feel, uh, and that's true, you know, uh, it's, we're not doing enough. Like, uh, we, we are paying some, uh, you know, an amount uh, for uh, the food bank. It's called a food bank. And yeah. uh, um, a small, well, another portion for Chio. We feel like do something better than nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also giving uh, a special discount for all charity organizations that uh, uh, use our system. Um, Actually, we, we just signed a, con- a contract uh, with one. Uh, it's not local, mm. uh, but actually there is one local. It's we about we just got uh, a close the deal with them, and uh, uh, the other one was uh, in uh, like international one. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're giving a special discount Good. and uh, we, we try to do yeah, uh, yeah. you know something. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it sounds like, you know, it, it's not so much about the amounts, I find. It's about the effort. But if, as long as people are making the effort, and, and like you said, yeah. you know, a little bit side up if everyone's doing them. Uh, yeah, and, um, you know, hopefully as, you know, as our business grows and uh, we are more comfortable with our resources, mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah, we, we'll be able to give more Great. and uh, be more comfortable to do that. Where can our listeners find out more about, uh, about your company? Um, it's it's an online business, so the best way to go is our website, tradeogram.com. Okay, great. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Appreciate it. My pleasure. It's Thank pleasure. you. Thank you.